1: Well, welcome back, everyone, to a super fun special edition of Hot Off the Press. Uh, Mariah here with my lovely Jillian, my co-host, and she is actually here with me in Minnesota. So we are side by side. side I'm by touching side. Mariah right now. we are cutting her, her hair. Um, and we are... Starting our recordings for season two, and today um, we're here with Lainey Rudell of Design by Lainey, and we are going to talk to her a little about um, her education uh, offerings and some of the different business structure uh, differences between our businesses. And uh, yeah,
0: yeah, and we're really excited to have Lainey. I have taken so many of her courses. Stepping into the stationary realm and seeing how Lainey has like opened the door for us who are. New and ambitious, and like, we really want to learn, you know, all the different things at once. Like, she's really made it easy to dive in and become the best stationer you can be.
1: Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I've purchased like half of her guides, if not all of them. (laughs) And like, I think I've probably watched all your YouTube videos at this point, but like, you know, she even, even years ago was creating these awesome resources that were free and accessible to everyone, which is unheard of. (laughs) So,
0: so we are going to go, if you are a stationer or if you're a letterpress printer and you're starting to design your own stationery, we're going to talk about so many amazing resources in this um, episode and we will link them. We'll link Lainey's website below, and we'll link some of the ones that we talk about directly, so you could go right there. Um, but Lainey, welcome! We're Yay. so excited to have you. Huzzah! Hello. <laughs> so excited to be here. I'm not physically there. Yeah. Yeah. We wish. We wish. We're not usually physically together either. Mm-hmm. So this has been. It's been really fun to be in Minnesota and. <laughs> Today we just rolled around on the grass for a while yeah. <laughs> for our brand photo shoot, and oh it was really God. exciting.
1: Yeah, we've had quite the day. It's been fun, but <laughs> Jillian and I always have a great time together, so that's nothing
2: new. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So when Jillian and I met in for in person for the first time, um, we I was in L.A. visiting my husband's family, and we were we were there for a funeral. It was very sad, but I was able to meet Jillian, which was wonderful. And we went off and we're walking were we in Venice? I don't know. I don't know that.
0: Yeah, we're at Abikini. We walked down Abikini.
2: (laughs) Okay, we're in Abikini and we're walking down the street, we're shopping, buying a bathing suit, like just having a nice time. And all of a sudden I realized I have like 19 missed calls from everyone in his family. He had left me voicemails, Instagram, Facebook message, like all this stuff because they had, I mean, they had said something about checking in with them and I completely ignored it because I was in no way threatened by Julian's presence. <laughs> but they're like, she's off with this stranger and she so met on no. the internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you met on the internet and you're not answering any of our calls or texts. And so, um that is how Jillian is known. And my husband's family is oh, totally. the girl I disappeared with. <laughs> Notorious. I love that.
0: I love that so much. It's that we are actually talking today about how it is so commonplace to have completely met someone on the internet. Yeah. Um, like the photographer was here. They were like, Oh, how did you meet? And we were just Instagram. Like, Instagram, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we were
1: also talking. So I'm just recently got like a little studio space and I'm starting to move things into it and the building, like where it is, I have like zero cell phone service. So I started sharing my location with my boyfriend and I was like, I probably should have been done this like doing this when I was going to random old white dudes' houses to get press equipment. And right. like, you know, like we do so many random things as stationers, let alone meeting people off the internet.
0: Yeah. I'm like yeah. I probably should be sharing my location with more people. But uh Yeah. We live we live reckless and wild.
2: Yeah. But that was
0: really fun. I loved hanging out and walking out a kidney. I bet. Um, yeah,
2: We had a great time, but it, my husband will never forgive me for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It's all for the plot. But,
1: yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Um, Okay, so Lainey, give us like a little overview of like how long you've been in this business. Um, We know that you started uh, way back when doing some calligraphy. So just give us like a little bit of like a timeline of like, Mm -hmm. from uh, like sitting outside doing calligraphy to like where (laughs) you are today. I have that yes. picture for some reason. Yeah. You have like a very old, well, yeah. <laughs> you have this like old photo of like your original, like, I don't know, it might have even been when you were working on Sapphire Script, but yeah. it's out like on a table outside or something. Mm-hmm.
2: That yeah. was on Sapphire Street, which the my font is named after, um, where I also... Moved in downstairs for my husband and like the guy who officiated our wedding and just like this whole this Cute. apartment was like it was like a sitcom moment for me.
0: <laughs> um, so, and I yeah. feel like I watch that sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah. yeah I started this calligraphy
2: business <laughs> and met my husband, Shenanigans, you know the whole thing. So we, um, yeah, I started. I was working full time um, at AT and T, which was so totally different and. Uh, I, was, I had no job satisfaction, Not no offense to AT&T, but I just got moved around. Um, I had seven different bosses in five years. One of them left the company without telling me. It was crazy. So I started looking through um, event planners because I thought, okay, that's something that I might want to do. And I have a lot of free time because my boss doesn't even know if I'm working or not. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I started uh, interning at a wedding planner's. Or for a wedding planner, and once I did that as an a, just a fun thing with the, all the girls who worked for the company, we did a calligraphy class actually with Taryn from Twinkle and Toast. It was her fun. first time teaching calligraphy, and it was my first time learning calligraphy. Um, and I think that you know, I think anyone can learn calligraphy, but it's just who's actually going to keep practicing and do it. Um, I think that's the big difference. And I was the one that just kept practicing and did it. And so I started working for all of our clients, like that we were, that we were planning their weddings and then other wedding planners knew me in the area. So I started uh, doing calligraphy for their clients as well. And then kind of eventually just for a million reasons, just started doing calligraphy um, and stationery instead of planning. I kind of thought I wanted to do both, but it's, uh, planning is just a different, World. it's a, a whole beast it's a yeah. different business structure um I knew we were going to be moving a lot which is really hard to do when you're a planner um my husband works normal hours so I prefer working normal hours etc um yeah. and I could talk about what color pink like paper you were going to use for hours but I could not about what pink napkins you were I don't know it was like something about linens and flowers just like didn't get into my head the way that the, the yeah. stationery did so yeah not quite the same uh, so that's in. I'd say, like, the first calligraphy class was probably, like, 2013, maybe 14, and then 2016 was my first year full-time, and I had planned... It was, like, my five-year plan to quit my job, and I ended up quitting in, like, less than two years from that, so... It's it amazing of... when you get a purpose how easy it becomes to, like, let go of the stuff
1: that's not aligned with that, you know, like...
2: Yeah. 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 It makes
1: it a lot easier to be like, yeah, no, I definitely want to do this.
2: <laughs> and one thing, uh, someone who kind of was a mentor to me at the beginning said was just once you start giving it your all, it grows so much faster. And I think that was a lot of people who are part-timing side hustling are waiting to make enough or waiting to have enough business to cover their full-time job or to cover the amount of money they're making or whatever it is. Um, but you, it's really hard to get to that point until you just do it until you just start giving it a hundred percent because you're constantly, juggling all these different things. You're not marketing to the extent that you need to. You're not doing the admin to the extent that you need to. So you're not going to have that business until you really start going in a hundred. Um, and so many people I know have said, okay, my first year I'm going to go easy. I only want, you know, 10 clients and they end up with like 55 clients <laughs> because <laughs> it just grows so much faster when you start actually putting eight hours into it. And it's kind of amazing how that yeah. uh, transition takes takes place.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I had kind of the same thought in my head um, when I was working at the design firms and then trying to get Studio Soprano off the ground. I wasn't quite at the point where like a lot of people say like, have this many months of, you know, Uh, bills saved up and and all this stuff and like I couldn't quite get there as far as like what the business was making but I also like couldn't get any further than I was because I was coming home completely mentally depleted um, and I just wasn't really giving it my all and I think so like while working on Studio Soprano for an entire calendar year, but having that other job, I only made like $8,000. And then like, as soon as I quit my job and started focusing on it full time, I made that in like two months.
1: Um, Right. I literally am like the queen of this. I have, I mean, Lainey, (laughs) I don't know if you know, but I work for two different wineries in California and I manage their wine clubs. And I've been doing that for, since I moved to Minnesota in 2018. And I before the pandemic worked at a restaurant here locally and so those were like my two gigs right and after I just recently I worked doing design and marketing stuff for the restaurant that I worked at pre-covid and I just recently quit that and I've already this year like knowing that one of these other jobs is going away I've already made more this year than I've made last year (laughs) like from my own business and it's just it's literally just it's a mind shift of like I'm putting my energy into this. And I feel like you do, obviously, if you do it right, you get that energy right back. And, Mm -hmm. you know, once you have a little momentum, it just takes off faster than you can really keep up with, which is great. So, yeah, yeah, (laughs) this is all hitting home for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I remember um, I canceled everything. I was so terrified. I was like, I'm going to cancel my gym membership. I'm canceling Netflix. I'm canceling Hulu, like just so much because I was like, I'm not going to make you know, how am I gonna make yeah. anywhere near? Like I was making almost six figures when I left AT and T and it was like, How am I gonna keep supporting myself like this? Um and it it just immediately kinda grew and I think I added my gym membership back like two months later. <laughs> like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um so just I th- I just think that people I understand being cautious about it, but It's also, you can't give that much energy, even if you're giving eight hours a day to your real desk job, whatever, and then coming home and doing six, eight hours of work on your side hustle, those six, eight hours are not as productive as they're going to be when you get rid of the other stuff. So even if you totally don't work any more hours, you're actually able to put your full thought into it. You're not in scramble mode. You're not just catching up every single night after having worked a whole day. So it's amazing how it's amazing how that just comes back to you.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it really is. does.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, so you left AT&T, you yes, started working um, yeah. you were crushing it. And when <laughs> when did you decide that you were going to start like creating any sort of resources for people mm-hmm. who also wanted to do what you do? I'm sure like the fact that you're this all kicked off from a workshop that you did—I'm sure that kind of played a role into like mm-hmm. wanting to share your talents with other creatives.
2: Yeah, I did a couple of calligraphy workshops. At first, it was just you know like free for venue managers or something like that because uh, I was like, oh, I can't charge. I'm not good enough, and mm-hmm. that's—we all have that. No yeah. Why me? Why would I teach? I'm not good enough. But who you wants have to learn to remember, from me? Yeah. You always know more than someone else about something, so um, you're, it's always okay for you to teach. (laughs) Um, you're never ready. It just becomes your turn. Um, (laughs) that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was accidental. So at the beginning of my business, I made some mistakes with marketing that I constantly talk about that I think so many people make. And I was basically, I was trying to get jobs doing calligraphy for like addressing escort cards, etc., And all I was showing was quotes like popular quotes because that was getting me likes on Instagram. And, um, I had this like the first big like viral moment I had was when kid president, if we even remember, him, <laughs> 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 shared one of the quotes that I had lettered of his, but then no one was ordering a dressing for weddings. People were just ordering custom quotes. And I was like, why, you know, why won't anyone like order calligraphy from me and it, or, wedding calligraphy for me. And it's because I wasn't sharing any of that. And so another mistake that I made was that I sold by telling people how I did things. And I think that's completely valid in some ways. And I think it's something that we, we are drawn to. And it's something like people ask us questions. So we answer the question, not thinking like, is this person my client that I'm trying to sell to? Is this a question that my clients are going to ask? Or is this a question that's going to take me in a totally different path? So it was kind of by accident that it was kind of a mistake in my marketing because it was yeah. I wasn't trying to sell resources. Uh, but I ended up just answering all these questions and trying to sell my work by teaching people how to do it and talking about you know vendors and printing and assembly and just all these different things about stationery and calligraphy that were questions my clients don't have. That was questions that brides and grooms don't ask because they don't care. And so I was thinking about it totally in the wrong way, Um, but that's what I was getting and it attracted more and more of that. Uh, So I started noticing that my audience was just more people who wanted to do this as opposed to like actual brides and grooms. And it was basically like, okay, a million people are asking me about vendors. I will make a guide and I will sell it to you um and i think i think kind of you know a big question in my entire career has been like what do you give away for free and what do you sell which is kind of an interesting thing but the vendors was the first one that i was like okay so many people are asking this and the way that they're asking is more difficult than i can answer in an instagram comment so yeah. i can create something that is more cohesive and answers the question in a better way. Um, but they're going to have to pay for it because it's not information that you should give away for free to some extent, because you're, you know, you might be making your paper go out of stock that you need. By yeah, that's very real problem. Supplier. yeah. Um, especially now, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might've might kept those closer to the chest. If <laughs> <hindsight>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> um, so this was an, it's, I think it was 2018, early 2018, Mm -hmm. um, I created my first guide, which was the print and paper vendor guide. Um, and from there, it kind of was just answering questions that people asked. So when people asked how to do something and I kept getting the same questions a lot, I would think, okay, I can make this into a guide. I can make this into a course. Um, and it was very piecemeal. And then this year, my focus has really been, taking all of these silo resources about, you know, one question here, one question here, one question here, and putting them together and like filling in the gaps. So if someone was asking, you know, how do I start my business and start printing stationery? It's like, okay, well, we have the print and paper vendor guide and the assembly guide and the design guide, but you have to get all three of them. And then there's like a few things in the middle that, you know, we don't cover. So you should watch this YouTube video and then look at this blog post and, um, So that was a big focus is now, now that that had grown kind of piecemeal by people asking questions, um, thinking about it more from a larger, like bird's eye view of, Hey, if someone is starting in this industry, like what are all the things that they need to know and how can I put those all together for them? Yeah. Filling in those gaps is huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, what's always fascinated me about the structure of your business. And I'm, I would assume it's very intentional, but it also could just be accidental just how you do things. But I think we're about to find out. <laughs> we're about to find out. Um, <laughs> like, there have been times where I've stumbled upon somebody's blog, and like, I end up like pages and pages, like almost years back on their blog, like looking at very interesting stuff, or even like Briar Press. Like, mm-hmm. we could dive into Briar Press and get back into, back into the early in. 2000s. Yeah. And like, yeah. but you have to really dig for that information. What I've always loved about, um, kind of being a consumer of the things that you teach and the guides that you sell is like you make everything really accessible and you kind of revisit the thing that you've made at the beginning like your like print and vendor guide Mm -hmm. you still have and like talk about and still incorporate that and it's all like, you are kind of like refining the way that they're bundled together mm-hmm. in but such a nice way that it too. doesn't matter, like, when you've found Delaney. Yeah. You're still getting all, you know, you don't have to sit there and like scroll through nine years of blog I, posts. I, I don't
1: remember <laughs> which one it was, but I literally opened up one of your guides like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> that I bought two or three years ago. You know, like, I, mm-hmm. it's stuff that's evergreen and like, y- I, you've also updated some of them, but like, it's, mm-hmm. it's stuff that isn't gonna like really change just because. Other than like vendors or certain supplies or something like that, it's yeah. it's still the same. You know, you're still going to go about a lot of those things a certain the same way. So,
0: and it's also started to cross over from not even just educating you on how to do something yeah. or where to get something, but like actually making your life easier. Yeah. Like the printable palette, which is like saving all of us <laughs> sanity. <Yeah. laughs> no
1: more
2: Pantone books, just Laney books. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's so pretty. As, yeah, I feel like. I, I feel like that was a weird one for me because most of what I do is like teaching versus that's a tool yeah. uh, that you can use. And I'm working on another one, Ooh. which is kind, it's just a weird – it was a weird place for me to be, but it was something where – for years, I was like, I wish there was just like a thousand colors that I could print. And then I would know what it's going to look like. Yeah. And then, you know, I can order it from Princewell. I'm going to know what it's going to look like. And then I can use that CMYK code because sometimes you just print stuff and it's like, what, why does this look like Yeah.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> why is this green? It was purple yeah. on my screen.
2: Um. And so I looked for these palettes for a long time that had like CMYK codes on it. And I could just never find something. And then Uh, one day I was talking to, um, another stationer and she mentioned a script that she was like, I think I know this script that if you can come up with the colors, it'll like put the name of the color on, on the swatch. And I was like, okay, we're going to figure this out. And I had to like learn how to write Adobe Illustrator scripts. But, (laughs) um, you know, at some point it's one of those things where one thing about a lot of resources is like you can find this for free. You could build that yourself, of course, but why would you want to? And something that I, that's so important to my business and that I teach a lot is just being a business, a smart business person, (laughs) instead of just coming at this as like a DIY crafter. And so if you're not willing, you know, it's like, oh, you're selling this when anyone can make it. It's like the listing is literally pictures of the product. You, you know, you could make this yourself. It's nothing proprietary, but why would you do that when you could just spend 35 bucks or whatever and buy it? Never think about it again. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So I think that's, you know, everything my from start to sweet course is $500 and every piece of information that I tell you is out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. But you're going to save a $500 worth of time and effort and stress by just getting it in this like cohesive format. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is together from start to finish
0: work um, smarter, not finish. harder. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. So I think, I mean, it's, it's easy for me to say like it's good to invest in courses when I'm the one selling them, but it, it when you can find someone making your life easier, it's worth investing in. Yeah.
0: But this is kind of the, the th- thing that started, us wanting to make a podcast is that for something like letterpress the information I mean some of it's not out there but the information can probably be found you just have to dig it's going to be a lot of digging yeah and then if you try to take any sort of shortcut where maybe you pop into a Facebook group and you ask the question you You might get verbally assaulted you will be verbally assaulted (laughs) so um yeah so like bringing that information together and packaging it to me, mm-hmm. like, I wish that exist, existed so bad for the letterpress realm. And I used to say that all the time. I'm like, because I love, you know, learning all the stuff. And we'll talk about stationary school in a minute. But like, I love learning all the stuff in stationary school. And I'm like, why can't we just have something like this for letterpress? We're yeah. like, mm-hmm. every month, we're going to talk about a new thing, like typesetting and like this and like right. this. And like in a few months, you can actually be a really well-versed, well-rounded, much more knowledgeable printer yeah. than you would be if you just like sat on the internet.
1: Yeah. For and days I, and
0: days researching that we stuff. We should preface this by saying that this is pre-learn
1: letterpress course that Britt does because that course is pretty in-depth for letterpress printing. Oh yeah, that but,
0: that course is super in depth. Yes. Yeah. But so we still, were having this conversation before. Yeah. yeah. When we
1: first got our presses, all we could think about was how we wish this, like these resources existed when we were learning. And it's like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, we still, we still buy resources and we still learn and we still educate ourselves because it's important to continue, you know, learning new tricks. And I, you know, Jillian and I, I taught her something on InDesign yesterday. Like (gasps) there's all these things that like, you just, you never, the, like the information well is never, you're never at the bottom of it. There's always something Mm -hmm. else to learn. And like, you know, when you can make your life easier, like you said, but also when you can like gather all of that information into one place and that'll save you time mm-hmm. looking for it again later when you need to reference it again is always great. So,
2: yeah. And I, I think like with graphic design or, or letterpress or anything, like there are classes on graphic design people can go to college for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, for, and there's so many tutorials on like using Adobe Illustrator and design, et cetera. But Not specifically for stationery. So it's a question like we have this debate of InDesign versus Illustrator for stationery. And in my opinion, which, you know, you guys can argue with me, listeners, but (laughs) in my opinion, neither one is perfect for wedding invitations because Illustrator is made for like designing a single graphic. InDesign is made for designing a 50 page book. Stationery falls somewhere in the middle because it's like multiple pages with a lot of different elements and text and images, but it's also... Um, multiple, you know, but it's also only like seven pages max, kind and of each, thing. Page and each page is different, and each page is <laughs> different and different <laughs> sizes. So InDesign, some of that doesn't help. So uh, I'm an Illustrator girl, just so yeah. yeah. But-, <laughs> but it's okay. A lot of people are InDesign people, fine. Um, so what I was finding is like there's so many tutorials about- out there about like how to use Illustrator, but how to use Illustrator to make like a cool 3D graphic is different than how to use Illustrator to make stationary and, and how to use it in conjunction with InDesign for your addresses and Photoshop for your watercolor flowers and all of the different things that you're going to, um, do with stationery that's different than anything else. So like letterpress, maybe there's people teaching on how to do it, but they're teaching about how to make business cards. They're not teaching about how to make stationary and there's going to be different techniques that you're going to need for that. Yep.
1: Yeah, there's, you know, the hot debate is always, you know, too much impression, which is what most of us <laughs> want. And then there's yeah. <laughs> impression, which is not what most of us Ooh, want.
0: this is a good opportunity that we have a non-letterpress printer here. Yeah. yeah. So what you got for me. Uh, yeah. Hot. <laughs> Eleni, hot topic. Hot, hot topic. We want your hot take on it. Okay. All right. A client comes to you for custom design stationery they say that they would actually really love it to be letterpressed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: you get your letterpress prints back and they are not there's no like impression into it it's just ink mm-hmm. on the surface mm-hmm.
1: what are your thoughts
0: and feelings
1: yeah so it's called a kiss impression so it's just mm-hmm. a very light impression yeah. to like preserve the type and everything and that's the traditional way of printing
0: Well, I wasn't gonna
1: tell her all that first, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I wanted to get her hot take on it. I know I know some of this. Yeah.
2: Um, I have definitely received prints that had, you know, more or less impression than I was expecting. I would say I've never I've never received anything that was like flat. Flat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so as long as there's some impression, you know, I feel like we're good. I know that you get less impression on thinner papers. So sometimes that's just how it goes. Um, but if it's something I mean, this is about doing your research and getting samples from that printer beforehand, I think, because you can't come back to a printer and say this was, you know, printed KISS when I wanted it to be a deeper impression. I don't know what the terms mm-hmm. are. No, you're <laughs> right. right <laughs> I know. On it. You're right on that. Uh, when you know, when you didn't do any of that research and you didn't explain that to them. So when you're talking to a new letterpress printer saying, Hey, I want to get some samples or you know, this is a wedding invitation. We want it to be a deeper, pillowy impression. I feel like when you're when you're working with someone who works with wedding invitations regularly, they kind of know that. Um, but if you go with, like, you know, sometimes locally, I'll just look up a random letterpress printer or foil stamper or something like that. And they have never done a wedding invitation before. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, they technically know the craft, but you just got to walk them through it a little different because you have different papers, you know, different needs, different levels of... yeah Yeah. levels of impression etc so I don't know I haven't received one that I thought was like unacceptable but I could see that happening in which case frankly I blame you to some extent if you've gotten a sample and it was different then you can bring it back to the printer and talk about why it's different (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, perfect
1: yeah and I think I mean Yeah, I think that's a great point is that like you, if you're unsure like of the printer's work and if they're not familiar with Mm -hmm. wedding invitations, then it's a really great idea to ask for any printed sample. Like literally anything Mm -hmm. they've printed would be great just to see what their impression looks like and and all of that.
0: So that's a good note. I
2: think the best thing when you're looking for printers is just like find somebody who's willing to talk to you, willing to give samples, et cetera. And if you feel like they're not, if you feel like they're just trying to get the job done, then I wouldn't work with them. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a, at least not for that. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's a good thing to note <laughs> yeah. for like um, new printers who are listening. Like um, a good exercise for yourself to practice some of your craft is to make some samples. But you could design things in such a way that those are samples that you also send out to clients. prospective clients. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe they have. Like, maybe it looks like a wedding invitation, but it's actually your branding. Like, it's all your brand information. On <laughs> your there. business card. Oh, you. yeah.
1: yeah. Like, I mean, I have letterpress business cards, and it's like, I, I think that's the easiest way for somebody who's like just starting out as a printer to like, right. mm-hmm. this is what 110 pound cotton looks like or 220 pound cotton paper looks like, and this is what letterpress looks like on it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So- so I would assume that some stationers might want to see like a like a five by seven. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But I guess if you're just talking about like paper types and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I was thinking more of like skill level and what oh. you, what a five by seven would look like.
2: Yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Kind of goes back to just like showing what you want people to order. So if you've never, if you don't have any wedding invitations in your portfolio, then people are less likely to order wedding invitations because they've never seen you do that. So. That's totally fair. Yeah, yeah so
0: true. I mean, I do that. I swear like I do this exact thing that Lainey's talking about. We're like, <laughs> and it's why I've broke Better Mail off into its own Instagram because mm-hmm. I want to promote Better Mail more. I want to post the cards, but like, I don't want people. I get so many people who come into my DMs and they're like, "Hey, um, would you be able to make me a card for like this specific like occasion? Oh or, yeah, like, whatever.
2: This wording on it, and I'm like. like
0: I, super custom
1: like yeah one card, like yeah
0: or even just like they're suggesting a theme or like something and I'm like I appreciate the suggestion but like that's also not what Studio Soprano does yeah. so mm-hmm. I want them to be separate because right now you scroll through and it's just all the greeting cards yeah. and very little wedding stationery yeah mm-hmm. um so that is a very smart business maneuvers to actually show the things you want that business yeah, to sell crazy it's
2: insane How it's, people. it's one of those super simple concepts that's actually really difficult in practice and i and i think we get caught up like i have um i have this one picture that like every time i post it, it's like my most liked photo of the year of an acrylic wedding invitation but no one has ever bought acrylic wedding invitations from me and part of this is like i've moved away a little bit from custom and I don't advertise it as much, and I'm not working with as high-end people as I was before. But, like, people will inquire about it and then decide they can't afford it, which is fine. Great. Mm-hmm. And maybe if I kept posting it, i get one person to buy it. But, like, in general, it gets a lot of likes on Instagram, and that's why I post it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, my Instagram's been bad lately. I'm going to post this picture. <laughs> <laughs> I need <laughs> one of those. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, I'm trying to post every day, but I don't have enough clients to post a new invitation suite every day. That's something I hear so much from people. And it's hard to, it's hard to put that line there and say, I'm not going to show work. That's like not representing my best style, my best self, the work that I actually want to be creating. I'm not going to put pictures of random calligraphy quotes anymore because that's not what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's really hard to do that. So I think, I think it's a hard line and it's, but you have to ask yourself, like, if you're not gonna, maybe you want to grow your Instagram for some reason. Maybe you're close to, you know, 10K when you got the swipe up. I don't even know that. I don't think that applies. Yeah, anymore. it doesn't matter. It's an outdated ref, Yeah, but still, the point's maybe, the same. Like, you know, yeah. You and it. maybe you have come up with a way to like monetize that audience of people who just likes quotes and mm-hmm. that's where you wanna move your business toward. But if it's not, then you have to stop
1: doing yeah.
2: it just to get like the likes and follows. Yeah, yeah.
1: Laney said it. We have to follow
0: it. Laney said it. Uh, <laughs> I listen to everything it's she says. Now. Yeah, we can. No, like, you don't.
1: Know I like, listen. I listen to everything
0: she says, and I made it this everything. far. I'm very happy. <laughs> very <laughs> pleased.
1: Well, I definitely like Instagram is a hard thing. Like I've been, I want to say I've been really good about not like making it like my number one priority because I've I got know. other things going on. But at the same time, I'm like feel this, like, weird and like, I feel so bad. I haven't posted on Instagram regularly lately. Mm-hmm. Like, how well, are people going to know that I'm doing all these fun things if I'm not sharing these fun things? And then I'm like, you don't have time to share the fun things because you're too many making too busy making the things. Like, mm-hmm. that's a good problem, but it's, like, still something that I look at as a problem, you know, and it's, it's hard. It's a hard yeah. balance to achieve.
0: I'm over the Instagram guilt. Like, I'm yeah. going to just start balling, balling it up <laughs> and, like, kicking it, like, whenever I feel it because it, it yeah. is – it's ridiculous. Like we, yeah, we're busy and that's why we're not posting on Instagram. And so if the point of posting to Instagram is to get more busy, <laughs> yeah.
2: it's just well, it's a tough balance. Cause if you stop posting on Instagram, you'll stop being busy to some exactly. extent. Exactly. If you yeah. have other methods. Instagram is not the only way to get clients, right? right? You have to, you have to keep up those marketing efforts yep. in order to stay busy. But then sometimes you're too busy. So you don't want to keep those up. So. Exactly. It's, it's a very fine line. It's a tightrope mm-hmm. to walk for sure. My, um, my one tip on this, which I just, you know, I should like to give tips. Drop yeah. Them. Drop um. it. <laughs> is always, it I always work on client work after lunch. So I don't really ever, I mean, pro- don't, I don't ever do anything always or never, but <laughs> yeah. Really like that about you. Um, almost never uh, work on client work before lunch, because what I find is like client work gets done because it has to get done. Because I told someone I would send it to them on Wednesday. So it has to get done on Wednesday. Um, so if I start at 8 in the morning and I start working on something, it's going to take me until the end of the day. But if I start at noon, I'm still going to get it done because I'm just going to have to get it done. So um, if you want if you want some of those long-term things to get done or things that keep moving from to-do list to do list and never get crossed off um, – those are the things you have to like make time for. And then the client work kind of just fills in, um, in the additional space. So, so that's brilliant. Right. yeah, yeah, it's so I'm true. Like, I'm like, where's a pen? I need to write yeah. this down. So, <laughs> I it right here. Put a post-it <laughs> right on my
1: computer. Like it's hard. Like I
2: check my email and I'm like, okay, these revisions, these revisions, all of this is due today. And I'm just like, no, I have to put that away and write a blog post. Yeah, or, No, I have to put that away and film a video or work on the printable palette or whatever it is. Yeah, it that. is. It is. Funny. I'm like, <laughs>
0: I know <laughs>
1: the brain is calculating all the things. I'm like, oh, this is so
0: smart. I get so sucked into design work, but I will like if like as the sun goes down, like something in my brain senses the urgency. And so ideas actually start coming to me better. Mm-hmm. And so like kind of either right before dinnertime or like in between dinner time and bedtime, I can like mm-hmm. wrap up something really quick that I probably, probably would have even. spent the entire day on.
1: Yeah, I also like. There is something to be said about like your natural like whatever is it your circadian rhythm. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. Like yeah. If, there's something about that like flow of the day that just makes sense, and it is totally me. It's like I'll be like, I just got inspired. I have this great plan. I want to make mm-hmm. it happen, and I'm like, and it's seven o'clock. My boyfriend's making dinner. He's like, Are you coming out to eat? And I'm like, Hold on, I, really I gotta figure out like. It's always, minutes. yeah, it's always that like time of day where inspiration strikes and it, it's probably mm-hmm. something to do with, you know, our bodies, but like, right, yeah, that's yeah. a, that's brilliant. There, there
2: might be times, like, I, I also feel like I have to just accept, you know, if it gets to five o'clock or whenever, you have to accept that you have to be done and yeah. you have to be able to call a yeah. stopping point. And yeah. I, think, I think that's a really good business skill that a lot of designers don't have is finding that stopping point and saying, okay, this is done for now. Maybe it's not perfect, but if you spent two more hours on it and made it what you think is perfect, the client still might change it. The client still may take all that work and be like, eh, let's change that. So getting to a point that is complete enough, um, I think it's a really good business skill, especially if you're trying to get more clients, trying to do more with less, if you're side hustling, if you don't have a lot of time. Um, I had had a coaching client and my coaching program had like an hour of homework every night. And she would spend like three and a half hours on like the goal setting homework. And I was just like, you can't do this, your homework from now on, like, is that none of your homework can take more than 45 minutes. Like you lost 15 (laughs) minutes because I was like, you can't do this. It's not good business sense. It, whatever goals you added to this list or how pretty you made this list isn't changing, isn't moving the needle for your business. And you have to be able to prioritize your tasks as a business owner, or you're just going to get caught in the stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: That makes so much sense. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And especially like, for designers who just like, we could endlessly tweak something. Ugh, we could yes. endlessly tweak it. And uh, then you forever. tweak it 58 <laughs> times, and then it's like, actually, 48 revisions ago was better. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you could endlessly just tweak it, tweak it, tweak it. Like, yeah, setting a timer or
0: something like that, like mm-hmm. an end of day thing is, is, yeah. is
1: probably very smart. So
0: this is kind of hitting a note for me because <laughs> the whole point of me coming up to Minnesota was Mariah and I really wanted to work not just on the podcast, but actually on our businesses, obviously, because they're so similar. And there's a lot of things that need to be done. And if we could conquer them together, like, it's it's one, going to get done quicker, and two, we're going to feel more confident in it because we can mm-hmm. like kick things back yeah. and forth. And we would set timers for like, okay, we are only going to work on this thing up until two o'clock. And then- 3.30 rolls around. 3.30 rolls around and we're still done. <laughs> yeah. Like there are just some things that you could get sucked into for an eternity. So as a business owner, you do just kind of have to say like, this, this is, is where enough. it is. Yeah. It's better than what it was before. Yeah. It'll never right. be perfect. And like, we're
1: going to revise this in two months anyway. Yeah. <laughs> paper paper costs are going to go up tomorrow yeah. and we're right. going to be screwed anyway. Don't say that.
2: Yeah, literally. Yeah. No, I agree. I, agree. I think that's th- that's a big difference between people that I'm like, you're going to make it and you're not. Um, not that I, you know, I'm never 100% right. But in general, I can tell like this person is really thinking about their business in the right way. And if they're just waiting and waiting and waiting to feel like something's perfect, um, that's that's an artist skill. That's not a business skill. Uh, a business skill <laughs> is pumping out content, pumping out whatever you need to get done. And that's not to say I'm doing some par work, but that's to say that I'm not taking a tiny little thing and obsessing over it. And I have an understanding of like, this is a mistake that my clients will notice. This is a mistake that I'm just noticing because I'm trained to notice these things. Um, this is not really a mistake. It's just a tiny little blemish in the paper or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm figuring out, figuring out those things and figuring out that balance. So,
0: yeah, I'm glad that we're talking about this because it kind of wraps us around to this sense of community, um, that gets created whenever you're creating educational resources or yeah. even like um, you have the Facebook group Stationery Squad, mm-hmm. which is such a supportive- Everybody join. Yes, everyone join. It's the <laughs> exact opposite of the letterpress Facebook yeah. groups because it is endlessly <laughs> supportive.
2: Yeah. Um, no judgment, yeah. just answers. No yeah. judgment, <laughs> just answers. I feel like I need to knock on wood, but I've been surprised that there has not been more drama. aggression in the group. Like there are definitely some times where you get like that post about that client. Turns out
0: that you could, you can take a very large group of Mm -hmm. people and put them together and they can just have positive interaction. Shocking.
1: It's possible to scroll past something that you want to say something negative about and just keep scrolling.
2: (laughs) Or to say, you know, hey, you're new to this you may you're not asking about the spelling or formatting but you might want to know that this thing yeah. is spelled wrong or totally. you know there are nice there are nice ways to do everything and I've, I've luckily only had to remove like one person from the group for out of 2600 which is yeah. awesome yeah everyone yeah. listening
0: go join because if you're listening stationary. to this podcast podcast you are definitely yeah. within the realm of stationary and yes. It's really, it's a really great resource and people ask letterpress questions and it's really satisfying to be able to answer that. Like someone just asked yesterday about colored (laughs) cardstock, which gave us very interesting um, conversation nuggets because um, Mariah and I like- We've had this discussion several times. We've had this discussion several times. We are not polarized on it by any means, but Mariah really, really loves pressing on colored cardstock. Whereas- I don't mind it, but I get nervous because I'm worried about what the client is anticipating it to look like. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I hate letting them down. So I think the solution circles back to what we said earlier of like, have some samples of colored cardstock prints yeah. made so that you could just be like, hey, by the way, you're asking yeah, me for this.
2: an expectation. I want you yeah. to see
0: what this is going to look like. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are always really devastated that we can't print samples of their own work, but that's just. <laughs> That's the thing that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. She'll get me started on that.
2: I get that too. I had a client recently who has bought really extravagant Christmas cards from me in the past. And she was like, let's start talking about 2022 Christmas cards, which it's June. It was May. Yeah. <laughs> and I quoted her like a double, you know, double letterpress job. And she was very, she was like, whoa. And I wasn't worried about it at all. Cause I was like, this girl has spent a lot of money on Christmas cards before. And she was like, whoa, like. I think that's even beyond what mm-hmm. we want to do, and you know, we walk we walked it down a little and walked it down to like a blind impression with digital printing because that's what she really liked was the blind impression. But it, mm-hmm. you have to educate, like, why is this more than flat printing? Why why is this more than just like clicking print on a computer? And and one thing that I find is I'll quote letterpress. And then they'll say, oh, can we change the text color to be green? And then like the florals are pink or whatever. And I'm like, no, we can't because <laughs> <laughs> yep. this is how this process works. It's not just pressing print. Only if you want to pay this much more. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Education is a huge part of it. Like, and samples are a part of that. Like if somebody, you know, like for example, a stationary designer wanted to start offering suites that are letter pressed on colored paper like that Mm -hmm. would probably require at least them getting their hands on something just to see what that looks Mm -hmm. like and you know hearing about recommendations for duplexing it versus not and like all of that is relevant and some printers have straight up like people were talking about this in that particular comment thread like some printers straight up refuse they only print Mm -hmm. on cotton paper or whatever um so there's you know that element of it too just finding people who will do what you want to do but
0: yeah yeah. I never say no I just like I panic which is part of the problem no i'm just kidding
2: i'm yeah. <laughs> <That's That's unusual. laughs> yeah. I mean, just whoa. saying i
0: never say no to the colored paper yeah, i just but I yeah know. there are people who they're very they're very particular about like only printing on like paper that they themselves supply and i'm like listen if you want to take it off my hands to go source your paper and send it to me two thumbs up yeah, send me yeah. that paper yeah yeah Yes. Yeah. It's Um, just about,
2: like, controlling the outcomes and expectation. Like, with calligraphy, if you bring me envelopes from Michael's, like, I might not be able to get a good crisp line on it. Yeah. So, I just need to tell you, like, that might happen, but if you purchase your envelopes through me like I know for sure because I've tested them that mm-hmm. they're gonna work fine exactly yeah very
0: yeah. true um and I am really excited because there are a lot of stationers who don't work directly with letterpress but are interested in it and Lainey gave me the amazing opportunity to jump into her stationary school which we are going to talk now about what because I freaking segue. freaking love stationary school <laughs> and in the month of June launched um a letterpress class taught by me for stationary school. So um, if you want to check that out, we're going to give you all the details at the end of the episode on how you could go into that. But Mm -hmm. I loved that opportunity to educate, even if there weren't a lot of letterpress printers within the stationary school audience, Mm -hmm. just to know how letterpress is done is going to help you Educate your client and then also be really smart about selling that to new mm-hmm. prospective clients because you have such a good understanding of how it works. And I think if you're doing anything in your business, e- even if you're outsourcing it, you should know how it's done yeah, so right. that you yeah. could design really well for it, so that you understand why the lead time is long. Yes. Um, and why you would you would know why some materials work well and others don't. Yeah. So. I'm really yeah. excited to
2: teach that class. Thank you so much for asking me. Yeah. And you did such a good job because I, I feel like you, you taught some techniques that are a little bit more advanced. So I've done tons of letterpress before, but like, I've never done a knockout. I've never done an over, I think do you call it an overlay. An overprint. Yeah. Overprint. Yeah. And so I think you showing some of those techniques about how you can design differently, like, you know my brain all of a sudden is like oh I could use two colors and really get three colors or here's how I could do this and showing you how um like I had a design a long time ago that was like florals and then I was trying to letterpress print like the outline of them but it was like (laughs) digital printed watercolor florals and my printer was just like no, like I mean it, it could work. He was like it's going to work fine, but it's going to take like so many overs. It's going to be so difficult to register this correctly. Um you have to just like know how things are going to be produced in order to design well for them. Just yeah. basically just what you said. So, Absolutely really important.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean learning how to like design
1: stuff like that where you're talking about like combining print methods or really tight registration, like learning how to design mm-hmm. things so that there's room for error it's important to the success of your letterpress prints because Mm -hmm. like even just the amount of space that your press can print properly or how close to the edge of the paper you can print properly Mm -hmm. or like when I first started printing I tried to print like a straight square line on my card right like just Mm -hmm. a rectangle Mm -hmm. but I had like a quarter of an inch on either side you know how many were actually like perfectly straight exactly (laughs) yes yeah like two of them you know what so many people
0: take for granted it's that people just assume that if you get paper cut, like if you it's order square. pre-cut yeah. paper, that it's going to be square. It's
2: yeah. going to be square and the right size. And yeah. yeah.
0: And it's not. Almost never. And it's not. <laughs> yeah. And and if, if this stack, because no matter what, no matter where you're ordering your paper from, they all start as a parent sheet. They all yeah. have to get cut down to that size. And there is no such thing as cutting like the entire stack all at once. Like you're inevitably yeah. going to have Pieces from two different cuts,
1: unless it is die cut. Yeah.
0: Unless true. it's die cut, you're absolutely yeah. right. But that, that's so you're that.
2: not. No one's die cutting a five by seven. Nobody's die exactly. cutting
0: no a five is, by is seven. Yeah. Can you
2: imagine? No. Envelopes. I'll print them, and I'm like, this looks crooked. And I get out my laser level, and I'm measuring it. And I'm like, okay, this is not printed crooked. This is printed perfectly straight. The envelope is crooked, so it makes it look crooked in your eye, and you just, yeah, I've. I've just completely decided to, like, design circular return addresses from now on. I was just saying yesterday,
1: I was like, all envelopes are going to have a squiggly address or an arch address or circle address because then it won't matter. No one will notice. Yeah. Right.
2: It's a tiny bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel very scarred from a very, very recent envelope endeavor and, uh... (laughs) I might need to, like, curl up in a corner and rock back and forth on it.
1: <laughs> You're, like, starting to.
0: <laughs> I know. My new, th- my new thing is going to be uh, letterpress printing return addresses because do you know what I can always trust? My freaking letterpress. Yeah. I can yeah. trust that sucker <laughs> with my life.
1: Gordy's a good one. Gordy's a good one. We like Gordy. Um, He might try to
0: take off a finger every now and then, but you know, he doesn't mean it. That's not his fault. That's yours. That's true. (laughs) Um, But let's talk, let's talk more about stationary school school because um,
2: the course is live
0: now. The course is live and it's such a fabulous resource. And when you join, you get access to like everything. So Lainey, give us like, just like an overview of what people who are joining right now get immediate access to.
2: Uh, yeah, so all of the past courses, which I think last I counted was 37, meaning it would be 39 now um, as of June 1st. So, very many courses. Uh, <laughs> they're divided into kind of five topics: so, like imitation design, running the business, uh, marketing, art for stationers, which is like venue sketching and watercolor, and a fifth one that, uh, oh, the client. Process. So yes like the process yes Whew, just a test um, <laughs> So <laughs> yeah each lesson is like 20 to 40 minutes um, there are a bunch from guest educators at this point and we have some really cool guest educators I'm attempting slash lining up for the rest of the year so um, really just a fun it's just a fun course and then in July I'm adding a bunch of my previous resources to a stationary school and kind of getting rid of selling them a la carte. So, um, like the wedding invitation assembly guide, uh, stationary mock-up tutorial, um, invitation design guide, just a bunch of stuff. So a lot of things will be added to stationary school, like resource guides and mini courses and things like that. So that's so great. It's huge. It's great. Basically we're trying to, I think of it as like the Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. It's becoming like, seriously? honestly, like I don't really yeah. watch that much TV and I swear to God, like I
1: always am like, well, maybe I'll just watch part of one of those courses and like <laughs> while I'm like doing something or like printing envelopes mm-hmm. or, you know, like I will yeah, have it yeah. on my computer just playing. I love it. They're yeah. Usually, like
2: pretty bite sized Like so, I think yeah. uh, like Jillian's- Mine's um, long. Sorry guys. Classic. Well, it's, it's not <laughs> that it's like so much longer than some of the other ones, but it's classic just that, that you want to like pay attention and take notes on some of that. Um, and then some of them- are a little bit more theoretical so you can just kind of watch it and like ingest you know there's there's one about like mindset and manifestation so it's kind of like you just ingest a little bit of that you think about it for a while you come back to it um so I think it's it's cool because you can really um just pick what you need pick what you need at the moment come back to something later when you need it um there's some really good tutorials on like watercolor painting from a really really talented watercolor painter that I love um So just so many things. And it's like, maybe I've never needed a a pet before, but then you need to come back and watch the Pet Portrait class. Well, I was just
0: going to say that because the one thing that I love about it is like, even if you were joining, like, let's say someone was joining as um, a letterpress printer, but they don't necessarily design their own stationery. They just print Mm -hmm. all of those like marketing classes and the stuff about Mm -hmm. SEO. Like if you run a business at all, those things are so valuable to you. And like, And then you can go and just casually be like, oh, you know what? Like, like maybe you get the flu or something and you're stuck at home and in bed and then like you get to watch (laughs) on like painting a pet portrait and then you're like wait i bought that paint set from michael's like four years ago i'm gonna go (laughs) my holiday cards have this like painting of my dog on it because i did it right next thing you know you're
1: starting calligraphy and then you're becoming a stationer yeah the rest is history so yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah you're right though it is very much relevant to other uh industries and also people just in like even remotely involved in stationary in the Mm stationary business um
2: yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of like calligraphers and kind of greeting card stationery type folks as well. Um, so I we know that it's not, it's not 100% wedding invitation designers, although that is the, you know, the, majority. General, the, majority. the general audience. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. I also send out two emails every week. So on Monday, you get like a motivation, which is kind of like, here's what we should be thinking about and working on this week. And then <laughs> on Wednesday, you get a walkthrough, which honestly varies a lot. It's like a tutorial or a template or just a lot of how to just a lot of different things. (laughs) Um, And so those um, it's kind of interesting because at one point I was considering going down to like one a week and I did a poll and people were saying like, I've never watched any of the courses, but I read every single email and love them and it's so valuable. So um, I think some of those, you know, some of those things just like touch on, this is what I'm working on this week and you can really ingest an email very, very quickly inbox. And, um, it's honestly, it's like easier to ingest than some of the courses. I'm not saying don't watch the courses, but saying that if you, Even if you just look at the emails, I've heard people say that that really helps them every single week.
0: It really does. Like the little nuggets that you put in the emails, it's like if you actually acted upon those tiny things, like every time they come in, your business is naturally going to take a better shape Like because you get so caught up in whatever it is that you're doing that you forget Mm -hmm. to work on the business. You're just working in the business. Mm -hmm. You have someone to remind you to like, hey, look at your website. Right. (laughs) Let's do this today. I, yeah,
1: I don't read a lot of like, there are so many like, you know, emails that you subscribe, like, subscribe to a list at some point and mm-hmm. whatever. And then you like get the things and you're like, oh, I get like 10 a week, need to unsubscribe me. And like, I think one of the few emails that I read like religiously, like I know people get like the morning brew or whatever delivered to their inbox <laughs> and they read that. I'm like, no, I want to read Lainey's emails. So, yeah, <laughs> I like- keep them in a <laughs> folder. So nice don't delete me. I know, but it's true. Like, cause I'm like, I know it's going to be valuable. I know she's not going to like, like, yeah a, lot of not them are, salesy. yeah, a lot of them are so salesy and like cringe and they're really long. Mm-hmm. And like, then the bottom, it's like, buy this thing. And you're like, Oh, you got me. Like, <laughs> it's not like that. It's more of just like, Hey, I'm here to support you. And like, I'm offering you this mm-hmm. advice. Cause like, I know it's valuable and you read it and you're like, Oh my God, I should do that thing. Like it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah.
2: You know what? It's funny because not a lot of people respond to them. Like sometimes people do. And so- sometimes I get like a few responses and I'm like, Oh, that was a really good one. But yeah. <laughs> I do, you know, it's like 85% open rate or something on those. And yeah. so I knew that people, I when I started actually looking into it, I was like, I'm just flooding people's inboxes. They're not responding. This is not a big thing. And then it turns out like everyone is reading these yeah. and looking at them. And, you know, someone was like, oh, I saved them in a specific folder. And I go back every couple of weeks and like make sure I catch up on all of them. And that me I mean, this is not like me tooting my own horn. It's just, I, I love that we kind of have this community where... Yeah. People know it's not going to be like a salesy thing. It's going to be something where we're genuinely trying to help you. And, um, sometimes people will respond to like an email and say, Hey, have you ever done a topic on like this? Or I'd love to talk about this, or here's a story that I have with this. And then that makes it into like the next week's email or something. So yeah, it's just really cool. Um, like learning everyone's, you know, everyone's stories and seeing how everyone is responding. And it, it totally. feels like sometimes with the motivation ones, Whatever you say, whatever you kind of put out there, like someone's like, I needed to hear this today, and I think that's a really important reminder for, yeah, for educators and for everyone. Like, even if you feel like you've said it a hundred times, even if you s- feel like you've said, I sell letterpress wedding invitations, times. <laughs> someone didn't hear you. Who needs to hear you? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're not wrong, so mm-hmm. true, so true. Mm-hmm. So,
0: um. As you move all of those uh, resources that you were talking about before Mm -hmm. into stationary school, is there going to be anything that changes about the structure? Will you still be able to join monthly Mm -hmm. as well? Yeah. Yeah. So
2: you can join monthly or yearly if you decide. Um, You save a little money that way, but. Whatever. And, and honestly,
0: it's a, at, at this point, there's no way for you to go through all the content monthly.
2: Yeah, do it. Yeah, sign, sign up for yeah, that yeah. year. One
1: month is like unless you have a whole month of vacation to use up or something. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I used to be so worried about that. It was when I first did it. It was like you only get the courses that are released, like when you when you're a member. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone told me not to do that, and I was like, no, I don't want people to like join, take all the courses, and then leave, and now my whole philosophy is just like let's just make this like the most valuable thing in the entire world, so no one ever wants to leave and put so much great content. In yeah, that. honestly, <laughs> it it's works. just join and, it, and to we'll <laughs> it all and yeah, leave. So and if you want to, fine. I don't care. I'm not gonna be upset. I'm not gonna notice it. I don't like check. Yeah. also so. like good for you like that's a lot like
1: yeah <laughs> way to go buddy like if you manage to watch all of those in like one month, I, yeah yeah. Yeah. Be a prize so awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah seriously like we send you a sticker
2: <laughs> yeah. a low gold star right? yeah. yeah. oh man yeah Me, you'd be like yeah.
0: the
2: first person to ever watch literally it <laughs> yeah it's i mean and there's so much
0: honestly i'm so impressed too that like how much content you make for that because just even making the course that i did i was like wow this is, this <laughs> is a whole job in and of itself. Yeah. It's all yeah. This
2: is when I'm starting to outsource some of it. No. But what's, <laughs> still, what's really cool about the membership model, which is very different than how I know a lot of people, you know, in the stationary world run their business is that the more people who join, the more money I have to pay really great educators. So if I, you know, if there's someone that we want... I mean, if we want, like, Mindy Weiss to film a course and she's like, that's going to be $10,000, like, we can eventually make that happen if we get enough members. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's... You can... There's nothing that, you know, we can't do kind of together as a membership. So it's taking, like, all the collective and it kind of started out with, like, I wasn't able to outsource as much, so it was a lot of me, which is great. I have a lot of knowledge and I learned a lot of things, like, researching for these courses and stuff. Yeah. But now that we have a little bit more money to play with we can make it more valuable by bringing in experts in their field like i'm not an expert in contracts so we brought in an expert in contracts and um, i'm not an expert in letterpress so we brought in an expert in letterpress and so i just like how it can just keep getting bigger and it, yeah. it will keep getting bigger yeah yeah i like that
1: i like that too and it's also i mean something like on that front it's like well you're also someone who knows and listens to what people request or have mm-hmm. interest in learning and things like that it's not just like it's not like the course is just one time thing you've never you're not adding stuff to it regularly you're literally adding stuff to it every month which is incredible mm-hmm. so it only and gets I take
2: requests so. yeah yes feel free let Lainey know <laughs> yeah the creativity is like okay it's been two years now like <laughs> yeah when, when are we teaching next month but I take requests really well if you want to learn something like I can't guarantee it's going to happen immediately, but I am working on every request that I've yeah, ever which is gotten from. which is awesome and yeah. like so it only <laughs> becomes a more
1: valuable resource. It only becomes a more valuable resource as time goes on, you know, which is really cool. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. And it's cool because like the price has I might increase the price later this year, maybe yeah. a little bit. Um but the price just line up today.
1: Same, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's not a sales tactic. It's just it's just it's right? business. Yeah, just the fact, yeah. <laughs> It might happen, it might not. I'm not 100% sure, but you can't get like an hour with a lawyer for $35. So that's the thing that I really like about it is just collectively together, we have more buying power. Um, We're able to get that education that – you know, each individual member is still only paying 35 bucks a month, but if you, and less, if you join here, but yeah. <laughs> if a thousand people are doing that, then we have that money to, you know, we can invest in really amazing speakers and, um, really make things happen for you. So
0: that's such a good way to look at it. I mean, the course that I did, if one single person was in my studio going through that with me, that's $350, right? So, like, you're getting to watch it from the comfort of your own home for $35. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and you can rewind it and watch it again. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Limitless. yeah. yeah. So, so, it's not, you best know. value out there. It's not like
2: some lawyer writing you an individual contract, of course. You're not going to get right. that for $35. Yeah. But we can get, you know, and I'm working on getting, like, a tax accountant and, bookkeeping and stuff oh my like God, that. Please, so, please, please, that's... please. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or I'm looking at like taking literally a college course on bookkeeping and accounting like so that I can teach that better because I feel like everyone I've talked to about teaching it is just like doesn't yes. get the small business thing, doesn't. Like they might be yeah. an accountant but they have no yeah. ability to like translate it to the small business world. So it's, it's been interesting. Yeah. But, I agree, but it's 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 really fun, and I get to connect with people that I didn't, um, you know, haven't connected with in the past, or that if you want to be an educator, it's a really great way to dip your toe in because, um, like Jillian can attest, you know, you learn how to. A little course, but you're not filming a 10 hour course, and you don't have to do the editing and you don't have to do the marketing yourself if you don't want to. Um, but then you have this course that's ready to go, so then if you do enjoy educating, you can, you know, you have that ready to go and you've had a little bit of experience with it. So.
1: A good trial run
2: for people, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, if anyone listening wants to educate, for yeah, <laughs> hop on, yeah, don't forget to reach out, but. yeah, no, yeah, but it's really fun, and I think even so many of the members just like have these amazing skills that can help all the other members. So, um, I, you know, my biggest goal for it is to go make it a little bit more of a like community, do a little bit more with the Facebook group and get people really, um, you know, interacting and making friends, those online friends that we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the only way to make friends these days. (laughs) as i headbutt you wonk yeah especially when we don't have coworkers.
1: yeah
0: literally i know
1: last night i had both the dogs and jillian in my office with me and i was like this is the most people that have ever been in my office together at one time
2: (laughs) (laughs) and yes we
0: do count the dogs as people obviously yeah you have to cruz is sitting back there chilling yeah (laughs) she's so cute um So awesome. So people can join stationary school. How? Mm -hmm. Tell us, tell us about it. Plug it.
2: Well, you guys have a link. Yes. So it will be linked below here. And when you go to that page, it'll be, I think the link directly is to the yearly one. But then if it says you want to pay monthly, click here Mm -hmm. and then you click there. Take monthly. Perfect. Pretty 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 easy. And like, if you're a total, total beginner, um, there is a stationary business Kickstarter bundle that's like an add on one time that's as I think $77. And it just includes like some basics on the, the softwares that you're going to use, invitation etiquette guide, um, a little bit about our client management system, Dubsado and how we kind of like walk people through that process. So just a little bit to get you get you caught up, if that makes sense. Like, it's not, you don't, I don't think of stationary school as like advanced necessarily. Um, it's more kind of like pick and choose what you want at an intermediate level, but there is just like a little level of understanding. It's not, um, here's how you, you know, open up illustrator and, mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, you know, and here's the wording for the imitation. Some of that is assumed knowledge in stationary school. Um, if you are that new, and you want to just do a course that goes through all of that. That's from start to sweet. But you can, if you want to join stationery school, you can add on that uh, Kickstarter bundle and it will kind of bring you up to speed. Yeah. Yeah. The foundation, groundwork, if you will.
0: I love that you offer that. That's such a great yeah, thing.
2: It's smart. Yeah, and then,
0: cause... yeah,
1: I mean, that way, no matter what level you're at in your business, there's going to be mm-hmm. something that's relevant. And no matter like, you know, how in depth you are in designing custom artwork or calligraphy envelopes and all that stuff, it's it's okay. all, there's something for everybody for sure.
2: But yeah. Yeah, I think everyone comes at it with like their own skill. Like some people have been training graphic design. Some people have been, uh, trained in illustration. Some people have been calligraphers. Some people have been wedding planners. So it's like, everyone comes at it with like, I have one skill that I think is going to help me in this business, (laughs) but I need to learn the other stuff. Totally. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And now you can (laughs) learn letterpress from Jillian. Yay. (laughs) I know.
2: It's so much fun. The piece that she did is like, so beautiful I can't and wait to watch, watch it. it thank you next next level so mm-hmm. that was really, thank you so nice I can't
0: wait that. to watch it either because all I like, <laughs> I submitted so many little snippets of videos and now like I can't wait to see what that comes back as
2: <laughs> I can only imagine here are I my scraps <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch very much of like the unedited unedited content yeah and then when he sent it back it just all seemed really seamless so
0: dope I love that that's amazing (laughs) that's
1: amazing I got to see some of the behind the scenes as she was texting me and she's like look at this insane setup
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so
2: good you did a good job
0: thank you so much for inspiring me to create a chicer environment in my garage (laughs) I now uh feel like I don't need to move out of there as soon I mean that's good yeah,
1: yeah, we both are so like, we've always been so reluctant to show our presses because it's like, mine's in like an unfinished garage in Minnesota, mm-hmm. you know, it's like yeah <laughs> it's not a cute look
0: like my it's garage not literally worthy. yeah my garage literally has bamboo growing out of the yeah. wall <laughs> <love it>. like <laughs> yeah. freaking insane
1: you do have a much more adorable space now uh now that stationary school required you to set up a backdrop <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah worked out it worked out to your advantage
0: okay so before we sign off and let you go and get back to your your day I just need to share like a little story with you which we may have already shared on the pod um maybe in that first episode of like how this all came to be. But I was taking one of Laney's really, really amazing courses called Power and Pricing. Um, because one of my biggest issues, I had so much graphic design background, but one of my biggest issues was like, how do I actually make my business profitable? I want to be pricing things appropriately, not only so that like I'm making money, but I also don't want to be like undercutting anyone else who's doing something similar. Mm-hmm. And so power and pricing really gave me like the good understanding of how to structure pricing for a business. The one thing that was still missing is like my knowledge of what letterpress cost. Like yeah. truthfully, because if, and you go, and ink and if you go into like, there are some large print shops that like Mariah and I can't understand how, even if they bought paper in the bulkiest, bulkiest, bulkiest Mm -hmm. amount, and if they had the fastest running presses, it still does not make sense of how they can pay someone to operate their press and charge so little. Um, Mm -hmm. So then you have that pricing, and then I got pricing from, like, local shops, and, like, they were – Like, the gap between them was so wide
2: Mm -hmm. that
0: the very first time that I reached out to Mariah to be like, hi, friend, I met on the internet. I would like to chat with you was because I needed someone to chat with about pricing. And I was like, I've taken this course. I have all this knowledge, and yet I still can't figure out what the hell to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and from that day to today we've still been figuring out that very same question
1: literally working <laughs> on our pricing yesterday but um,
0: without but without all of that we wouldn't have the podcast well, like so like that conversation is what led us here
1: yeah so Jillian has you know experience in graphic design she took the power and pricing course i have experience in other businesses like other types mm-hmm. of businesses and on the back end and stuff but the two of us combined it's still like there's never an like nothing is ever like you're never done learning something or reevaluating how you do something like yeah. there's a better way to do it like infinitely like there's never mm-hmm. like oh yeah this is the the best way to do something there's yeah. going to be a better way there's going to be another technique there's going to be another option mm-hmm. everyone is going to do it differently but yeah that was one of our first conversations and
2: I love that I yeah. feeling
1: empowered about our pricing it's
2: the best. People will just message me and be like, "I just booked a ten thousand dollar client." I'm like, "Hell yes! Like, yeah. thank you for sharing that with you me. Know. I love celebrating that." Yeah, and sharing, I, I mean, power and pricing is like the name is just because confidence and pricing is is 100 of the biggest yeah. thing. If you're the person who's comfortable with pricing in the conversation, you're gonna come out in, in a better place than the person who's uncomfortable talking about pricing. So that's true. That. The, that's yeah, the part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and it's I mean. I think it's like that sense of, I think what I've always been drawn to about like your resources and and the courses that you teach is that there's a sense of community and not a sense of competition, which is really valuable. And like, I mean, that's something that drives us obviously. And it's Mm -hmm. like, we're not like, I I can't stand anything more than freaking gatekeepers of like information Mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's like, you know, it goes right along. Like they're, they're just a close second to like those super salesy pitches. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, I understand the value of, of, I understand why people do that, but at the same time, like, when you have somebody who's just willing to, like, encourage people, like, Lainey is willing to encourage people Mm -hmm. and, like, celebrate your wins with you, it makes it twice as fun, but it also gives you this, like, sense of confidence to do things like raise your design fee rate or to, to pitch that $10,000 client. It's like, Mm -hmm. and that benefits us all
0: right. Everyone, we, everyone charged more, we would all make more, right? Like (laughs) if you want to gatekeep like something that is really, really hard to source that's fine. That's understandable.
1: Yeah.
0: Gatekeeping pricing never made sense to me because it's like, well, now if I just have to guess, the likelihood is that I'm going to guess lower because I'll be insecure mm-hmm. about it. I'm going to guess lower than whatever you have. And so now I'm going to get your client merely right. because you didn't share your pricing with me. Whereas like, if I knew that you were charging almost double what I was charging, I would raise my prices because yeah. I know I deserve to be paid more. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah the um i i posted a tiktok recently they got a bunch of flack which was hilarious about how when you when you post art online people are just like where would you get that what is that what brand is that where did you do this how would you do that uh-huh. and how you should be willing to like pay people for information that's valuable to you and people were like so angry at me and they're like it's okay to answer questions community over competition and i was just like you must be new here. Because...
1: <laughs> this must be the only post you've seen. Because... Like you must
2: not have seen anything I've ever done because my yeah. entire no, account oh, is dedicated no. to teaching you things. That's and I funny. have like almost 200 videos on YouTube with free information and blog posts and just like so much. But I do think there's, there's this point of like, if you ask in the Facebook group, hey, where would you recommend for letterpress printing? Like, you're going to get 50 responses. Yeah. You're going to get 12 responses <laughs> and a bunch of different awesome printers. I'm going to tag you guys in it, you know? Like yeah. so everyone's going to answer this question. But if you're going to just like, if you're going to ask for something that's like, hey, what is your entire repertoire of printers? Or like, where do you get yeah. invitations printed? Um, there's so much more to that. And that's where like, okay, you need to invest in something where they're explaining to you what printers are good things. for yeah. reasons, why you do this, how you find new people, you know, all this other stuff. So I think there's just a difference in, you know, the community over competition and like, hey, this is something that is really valuable that I put together that you need to, yeah, you know, you need to pay for and invest in and it's going to save you. Like, I am 100% positive that every resource I have will save you more money than it costs if you do the work. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Especially in time, because your time is valuable. Like Mm -hmm. if you're scrolling, I mean, that's why we created our letterpress supply guide, because it is hard to find what supplies you should be using to begin with. And then to go out and like find them all. And some of them are on obscure websites that look like they were built (laughs) literally when the internet was created. So Mm -hmm. um, And you
2: never know who to trust on those. Like exactly. something off like eBay or something. Like, is this sketchy? Is this okay? Yeah. yeah. Not in our world. Money. Buy everything off of eBay. Yeah. Well, and like in Letterpress, uh, it's
1: their answers are either really vague, they include mm-hmm. some kind of technical information. You're like, I don't know anything about motors or motor oil mm-hmm. or oil weights, but thank you for that. Like it's, you know, like you have to filter through that and then you have to translate all the information and then you have to find <laughs> the place to get the thing. And it's like, okay, or you could just like, you know, buy this guide and it's like, great, I will take it. I will take two guides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Lainey, thank you so much for creating all of these amazing resources. Thank you for having me in the stationary school. And if you are listening and you want to learn about any of those things we talked about, definitely join stationary school. You can try it for a month, but I swear you're going to want to buy the whole year because there's so much (laughs) good content in there like, so much good content in there that. You really need it. And there's um, only going
1: to be more good content in there. Too. Yeah. It just so. keeps coming. It's yeah. not like one of those it's classes grown. where like, yeah. it just,
0: it's static. Like it's going to keep growing. The emails are amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Thank you for creating that. And thank you so much for joining us on the pod. Yay. Uh, we'll probably have you back oh, for nice. some other miscellaneous things. I'm sure we'll have yeah. more
2: questions later anyway. So <laughs> this is so fun. I'm just going to yeah. put this, a link to this podcast on my testimonials page. Yay. Yay. Yeah. It's really yeah. so nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave you a google review we're
0: really good fan girls yeah we yeah. are
2: yeah that's thank true Yay. So that yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah. uh, well thanks for having me um i've learned i honestly learned so much in your course about letterpress which like i've been printing le- i mean not printing but ordering yeah. letterpress for yeah. years and now i have new techniques to try out after your course so thank you for educating julia thank you both for having me on today
0: yeah yeah thanks for, joining us. Thanks for being here Thank you. Yay. Aww, that was a good one. That was so much fun.
1: Yeah. I've actually, I don't know that I've ever spoken to Lainey like in person, just Instagram messages and stuff, I think, and emails. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the classic internet relationship, but
0: yeah. Um, yeah, that was great. It's kind of dangerous to befriend me over Instagram because I immediately like weasel my way in. Jillian's like, like,
1: um, we're starting a podcast and yeah. we're also going to, you're going to come to LA and then I'm going to come to Minnesota. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and now I live here. I've I've been at Mariah's for like almost an entire week. Yeah, and I I realized that I don't think I've been a guest in anyone's home for this long. Yeah, it's gone pretty well, honestly. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> if my parents were here, it probably wouldn't have gone so well. You know, like that <laughs> long time. It's like it's a it's a tough balance, you know, when you like have people at your house or vice versa. Yeah, you're staying at someone's house. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just closer than ever. Closer than ever, and okay. So I really enjoyed having Lainey on, and um. I'm glad that she liked the letterpress course, because honestly, while I was filming it, I was like, this is so much. And she was like, oh, like everywhere in stationary schools, like verbiage, it's like the courses are like short and sweet and like easy to consume. And I'm like, this is each one of these sections is like 20 minutes. Classic
1: Jillian. Classic me. Um, yeah, I literally, Jillian's going to leave tomorrow and I'm going to like, I'm going to go home and miss her. So I'm going to watch it on stationary school. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go watch her letterpress video.
0: Yay. Uh, And, um, for anyone listening who doesn't already print, there is going to be like a special discount code, um, to get letterpress samples. So it'll help you dip your toe into selling letterpress services to other people, If you need to do that. Uh, So, there's a lot of incentive to join stationary school. Not only are you going to um, be able to get a lot of courses and a lot of resources and all of that, but I'm also going to be printing samples for you at a discounted rate. So, um, but you have to be a stationary school member. That's the caveat.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's such a great way to like, if you're either new to stationary in general or new to the like to offering letterpress to your stationary clients it's a great way to build like a little portfolio with some letterpress options and um you're going to do like a couple different paper stocks and stuff too right some different options that people can purchase so um if you're looking to build like a little portfolio or your own sample pack you know and it'll be your design so it'll be as close to a individualized sample as a client of yours can possibly get so yeah that'll be awesome
0: yeah yeah Yay. So exciting.
1: Yeah. We obviously love Stationary School and we clearly have been longtime supporters of Lainey. Um, so we are not just inviting her on the podcast to like plug her thing. It's literally something that we both believe in and actively look at and review and revisit because it's still rele- relevant to our businesses today, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot about her business structure that I find really inspiring and that I want to continue to build those types of things for the letterpress community like a really positive space to be in um you know ways to help people not waste a lot of time digging through the internet and tools that are really helpful for you mariah and i are constantly like wow if we made this into a tool like that would be really helpful for us so yeah you know we hope that as we grow the podcast Um, and gain support from our listeners that we will be able to do what Lainey's doing it's like the more support we have from our listeners which right now is just listening to the episodes providing uh, reviews and feedbacks sharing it on Instagram like even though that's not money like that's still so much support to us and as all of that snowballs it allows us to do more and bring you more and have better content and be it, more valuable to you. Yeah,
1: it allows us to roll that, like, energy. And when the time comes profitable, you know, it allows you to roll that back into what you're building, you know. Yeah. And it it is really also just a huge motivator for us. Like, we obviously do this because we love it and we're very passionate about it. And we could talk to each other about these things all day long, every day. But it's more about, like, we want this to be for the people, you know. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's uh, so... Getting all that feedback and getting people shame, like saying, "Oh my god, I just found the podcast. I love it. Like, thank you so much for doing this." Like that alone is like we both fangirl over that. Like we both like get yeah. those messages and send each other like texts, like "Oh my god, did you see our new message?" Like that is a huge motivation to us, and it is incredibly like inspiring and keeps us keeps us going. So yeah,
0: agreed. Yeah, yay, yay. All that said, if you want to go and share this episode on Instagram, make sure that you tag us at Hot Off the Press Pod. Yes, and you can find Lainey at Design by Lainey mm-hmm.
1: on social media as
0: well. Yeah. Um, and Lainey is spelled L-A-N-E-Y. We will also put it down below. In the show notes. In the show notes. As always. Oh my god, and we're wearing our first, like, branded t-shirts today. Oh my god, I
1: can't wait for everyone to see these. Um, it's very exciting. We have had a very productive visit, and um, we this is just the perfect way to kick off season two. Um, so Jillian and I have had a busy week, lots of fun stuff to come for season two, and this is, uh, just a perfect way to start it. So
0: yeah. Yay. Thanks for being here guys. We love you and we love printing. Yay. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Being together, that was perfectly on the mark. That was go. Go on the go mark. Go team! Go oh. team!
0: Go! Oh, look at
1: us. I'm so sad. I know. <laughs> right okay.